Hi, everybody. This is the Funeral Science Podcast, a podcast about funeral science. I'm Ben, and I will be your funeral scientist for today. Okay, funeral scientists, on this episode, we are going to continue our discussion on decomposition. In particular, we are going to talk about the presence of water. Perhaps normally, we think of water as giving life rather than relating to death. However, remember, we are looking into a microscopic universe that is very much alive in an organism that is no longer animated. decomposition that occurs when water is added to an organic molecule is called hydrolysis. The word hydrolysis itself can be further decomposed into two parts, hydro from the Greek meaning water and lysis from the Greek meaning unbind. So hydrolysis means unbinding by water. So chemicals that undergo hydrolysis are chemicals unbound by water. So what happens in a hydrolysis reaction? In part one of decomposition, we discuss decomposition reactions as the breakdown of larger chemicals to smaller ones. In this case, the addition of water is doing the breaking down, but not by itself. In decomposing organisms, hydrolytic reactions are aided by enzymes. Enzymes are catalysts that spur certain chemical reactions. As we discussed in decomposition part one, Decomposition reactions need energy to work, and without an enzyme, decomposition can take a long time. In part one, we use the analogy of a Lego tower being broken apart into smaller pieces. Without an enzyme, deconstructing that tower would be the same as doing it one piece at a time. However, the presence of an enzyme is like smashing it with a hammer, as it provides enough energy to speed up the process. There are three hydrolytic reactions to think about in a decomposing organism, proteolysis, lipolysis, and sacralysis. Proteolysis is the breakdown of proteins. Proteo means protein, and lysis, of course, means unbinding, so the unbinding of protein. Proteins are composed of smaller molecules called amino acids, and when water and an enzyme come into contact with a protein, the result is a breakdown to amino acids. Further decomposition breaks the amino acids into acids and amines. Lipolysis is the breakdown of fats. Lipo means lipid or fats, and lysis still means unbinding, so the unbinding of fats. When lipolysis occurs, fatty acids and glycerol are released. Last, we have sacralysis, which is the breakdown of sugars. Sacro means sugar, and lysis still, of course, means unbinding, so the unbinding of sugar. Two sacrolytic reactions you may be familiar with are your body's metabolism and fermentation. Water also contributes to decomposition in another way. It creates an environment friendly to bacteria and fungi. 
the breakdown of an organism by another organism is the subject of the next in the decomposition series, but for now, remember that, like any other forms of life, the lives that thrive on the loss of another's needs water to drink. And now it's time for this episode's listener question. I am told that exit exams for mortuary students are coming up and I have been requested to talk about embalming chemicals. Normally, when one thinks about embalming chemicals, one thinks of formaldehyde. For this listener question, I would instead like to focus on chemicals embalmers use to control formaldehyde, which are called modifying agents. There are four general categories of modifying agents, humectants, surfactants, anticoagulants, and buffers. Humectants are chemicals that are designed to retain moisture. This is important to us because one of the byproducts of formaldehyde reaction is water, so it can be very dehydrating. In order to create a more natural tissue texture, water should be balanced in a deceased human. But wait a minute, didn't we just learn that water contributes to decomposition? One of the other outcomes of the formaldehyde reaction is the destruction of water reactive centers on proteins, thereby temporarily halting the proteolytic process. Common humectants used in embalming are glycerol and vegetable oils. Alcohol humectants, such as glycerol, attract water molecules through hydrogen bonding, an electrostatic force that draws the hydrogen atoms on different molecules together. Oils retain moisture by coating the cells and tissues. You can commonly find humectants in household items such as lotions and foods such as snack cakes. Surfactants are chemicals that break up surface tension. A moment ago, we talked about the electrostatic attraction of hydrogen atoms in different molecules. In water, this creates a latticework of water molecules that we know as surface tension. You may be familiar with the insects that have the ability to walk across water. They are able to do this because of surface tension. Since water coats the outside of cells and capillaries, the surface tension exists there as well. In order to better diffuse our embalming chemicals, this surface tension is broken up by the aid of surfactants, allowing our chemicals to pass through cell walls. A common household item that is a surfactant is soap. The soap breaks up the surface tension in order to better clean up goo. Anticoagulants, as the name says, are against coagulation. In a deceased human, we find that blood, for example, clumps together both before and after death. Anticoagulants help to break these clots up. Further, anticoagulants isolate metals in water to help prevent the metals from blocking capillaries and cell walls. Calcium in particular is important to remove because it is the metal responsible for starting the blood coagulation reaction. In household objects, you can find one anticoagulant used in embalming called EDTA. You can find it in products marked as refrigerate after opening, such as mayonnaise, as mayonnaise contains egg proteins and vinegar and lemon juice, which would cause the proteins to clump. Finally, we have buffers, whose purpose is to balance pH. In this episode's topic, we discuss the hydrolytic reactions of proteins and sugars. After a person dies, the sugars are broken down, which creates an acidic pH. Then the proteins break down, creating an alkaline pH. These pHs will affect formaldehyde differently. Formaldehyde does not get the desired reaction in an overly acidic environment. 
but the exact opposite is true in an alkaline environment where it will react too fast. For this reason, formaldehyde should be buffered to a neutral pH. What's really fun here is that many of the chemicals that act as anticoagulants also act as buffers, including EDTA, which keeps a balance between the egg protein and the vinegar and lemon juice in the mayonnaise. Now for something good that's happening. Every April, Donate Life America leads the observance of National Donate Life Month to focus national attention on organ, eye, and tissue donation and transplantation. Uh, during National Donate Life Month, Donate Life America encourages everyone to share the importance of registering their decision to be a donor, honor deceased and living donors, and recognize life-saving and healing gift of transplantation. To find out more, visit DonateLife.net. Further, you can listen to some personal stories and get more information on the link to funeral directors by listening to Undertaking the Podcast episodes 201, 234, 236, 238, and 240. I will include links to DonateLife.net and to Undertaking the Podcast website in the show notes. Okay, that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, do you have a question for me to answer? Send your questions to ben at morttracker.com. That's B-E-N at M-O-R-T-R-A-Q-R.com with the subject line podcast question. Are you or someone you know doing something that promotes education, equality, or otherwise raises awareness about an issue in funeral service? Please send me information about it to ben at morttracker.com. That's B-E-N at M-O-R-T-R-A-Q-R.com with the subject line, A Good Thing is Happening. And that ends with an exclamation mark, so be sure to include that. Otherwise, I'm not going to read it. Um, finally, you can follow me at morttracker. That's m-o-r-t-r-a-q-r on instagram for more information on funeral science so that's it everybody i'll see you later